It's time to pull those belts tight, race fans. The Front Stretch is coming at you. Presented by Joe's Karting and Council Bluffs. Now, here's Dan Taylor and Dirk Houston. Welcome to the Front Stretch. Presented by Joe's Karting and Council Bluffs. Online at joeskarting.com. Fast pace, white knuckle racing. Just across the river, 23rd Avenue. Get over to Joe's Karting today. Do yourself right with a little indoor kart racing. Most days of the week, you can do the road course, which is uh, pretty darn fun. That's a great experience, and it's a great uh, kind of a test to figure out what these NASCAR drivers and uh, NASCAR circuit guys are doing, and, and IndyCar guys, truly. I mean, really, anybody that runs a road course, it's interesting to, to kind of figure out how, how those whole tracks work out. You could do that in person at Joe's Carding at Council Bluffs. And then one day a week, they have the Slick Track Series presented by Dirt Bank, which is still going on right now. You can go and do go and watch that every Tuesday night. And if you're into it, you want to go and try and race it, you can absolutely join to get in the series right now. Now, you're not going to win the championship, and you're not going to get many contingency prizes, but you're going to have a hell of a good time. That's every Tuesday night at Joe's Carding at Council Bluffs. Once again, online, joescarding.com. And if you're into aerobics... This is a very good core workout because when you're on that road course and turn in both directions after about 25 or 30 laps, your rib cage will feel it. Yeah. And I've, I've always had the thing with where my forearms feel it after about, you know, it's about most way through your first race and most races are going to be about 16 laps and you go and race your second race. And that's when you start to really feel the burn in your forearms. Cause I mean, it's, it is exhilarating to race as fast as you're going in those carts your adrenaline, you don't even realize how you're white knuckling that steering wheel the whole time around Joe's Carding. And uh, it, it is, it's an absolute ball. We've been talking about it for, I don't know how many years. I know I've been talking about it since just shortly after they opened. The first time I went over there, I fell in love with that place. And Joe, uh, Rich and Buddy and, and everybody that works over at Joe's Carding done an absolutely fantastic job keeping that place up and going uh, during some tough times. And so get over to Joe's and, and get, get a little experience is what these guys are doing. The slick tracks on Tuesday night is very similar to what it, I've been told. It's very similar to what it's like to be at a dirt track. And then, uh, of course, the rest of the days of the week, the six other days of the week, you can do the road course. Joe'scarding.com for rules and information. Get over there today. And the simulators are coming. I got them wrapped up, finished up last Thursday night. I went down there and got everything all squared away and wrapped up. So the only thing Joe's carding I have been told is has left to do is get the pricing structure figured out. And then you can go and do racing simulators with the uh, I racing. So, and they bought all the tracks. You can go to Knoxville, Eldora, the dirt track at Charlotte, every NASCAR track, uh, NASCAR cup series track, Xfinity series. You can go and race Iowa speedway. I mean, there are hundreds of tracks on that. You can go and play around in, in all different types of cars. You want to go race a midget. You can go, race. you can go race a midget. You want to go race a, a hot I don't stock? believe you said that. <laughs> <laughs> of all the ones to start out with. Right. So you're going to rake, you're going to race Rico Abreu. Is that what you're going to do? Uh, I am going <laughs> to, I will not cross any lines. <laughs> Rico's a great guy. We've had a lot of fun with Rico. Yeah. Uh, All right. Today's show, Quinn Hauf, who joined us. We actually did an interview with him last week. I didn't get off my butt and get it edited and up on the uh, podcasting site. So we're going to play that coming up here in just a little bit. And then Chris Van Osdell, who was track champion at Adams County Speedway and I-80 Speedway. He was also the Division 5 NASCAR National Champion. He's going to talk to us. He joined us down at Quaker Steak and Lube a few weeks ago, so he's going to come and talk to us about his championship at both of those tracks and plans for 2021. 
And then before we get to all of that, course, turn number one, we're going to talk about our news and notes, cover a couple of topics that we need to get you updated on. And then, boy, oh, boy, do we have a busy couple of weeks coming up, Dirk. Well, we're hoping to. It's uh, <laughs> this weekend still in the works and might not be too busy because, you know, we can't get some drivers to uh, come out and meet us at BT's Bar and Grill there in Columbus. We'll have to set that up another weekend, or if it decides to really flood out that way, we'll probably move it. But uh, the weekend after, we're going to do about 163,000 interviews down at the auto show. Yep, that's uh, that, that seems about right. <laughs> we have a ton of interviews scheduled, and uh, I do apologize. It, that's going to be a long, long day for us. Somebody said, well, you know, it'll, it'll fly by. And I, I, I don't think there's very, there's very few people in this world that understand how hard it is to do that many interviews throughout the day. You, you just get brain shot. Yeah. It's not as easy as people would think. You would think right. you could just ask everybody the same questions, but it doesn't, the flow the flow does, doesn't do that. Mm -hmm. They go off on a tangent, you go off on a tangent, whatever. And you end up talking about a little bit more or, you know, earwax and stuff like that. But, uh, <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, those things happen. For me, it's it's terribly hard because of my fluid restriction, mm -hmm. you know, to try and keep uh, a voice coming out, you know, and sipping on water all day. And the next thing you know, I put on 20 pounds of fluid. But, uh, you know, it is the price I pay to do what I love. And, and who knows <laughs> if I'm going to be there or if I'm going to be laid in the hospital with a new kidney. I don't know. Yeah, so. yeah you know what? Let's. I'm, I'm in kind of bouncing around subjects. We, we didn't get it. I don't know how we didn't take time last Tuesday to talk about this. I feel terrible about that, about, about when I was editing the show and I was like, we didn't talk about your near new kidney experience. Well, that's because it didn't happen until Wednesday night into Thursday. That makes sense. I was thinking it was Monday. <laughs> you got the word. Yeah. Nope. Nope. I got called Wednesday afternoon about three 30. I was uh, taking my afternoon nap after dialysis Wednesday morning, woke me up and uh, yeah, I got told I might be getting a kidney. I was getting called in as a backup. It was a live donor situation. They said they weren't going to harvest any organs until Thursday afternoon, but they wanted me in by nine o'clock Wednesday night to do all my preliminary blood test. And since I don't have anything on the record yet, I had to do a COVID test. Yeah, so I got a night in the hospital. I didn't get fed. They wouldn't give me my vitamins, which kind of stunk. And uh, they, they did give me my night meds, but not my morning meds. And it was, all of it was kind of goofy, but uh. A surgeon off the transplant team showed up in the morning. They decided to harvest the organs real early in the morning and uh, it, said, it, unfortunately. So you, say, you said harvest the organs. Did someone pass? They unplugged somebody. Okay. It was a person that was brain dead. And uh, so then they can kind of coordinate everything and get the people they want in line for whatever organ they're going to try and use. And uh, in my case, it was a kidney. And like I said, I was told I was a backup, but a bunch of people didn't fail in COVID tests. So that's the COVID test. And uh, the surgeon come in in the morning and he said uh, the kidneys were not viable, which means whether they were damaged or whatever, they don't really tell you. They just say, you know, we're not going to cut you open and put in what we don't like what we're looking at. Okay. So um, so I just asked this guy, you know, because I, I told him, I said, well, I was just in as a backup anyway. And he gave me a real funny look, which made me think that I was going to get one of the kidneys hmm. because there are two. Yeah. And, um, you know, so I don't know if the other person that was the primary maybe didn't pass the blood test or the COVID test. I, I don't know. And I, irrelevant, you know, right. who cared? Um, so I asked this guy, I said, well, did I pass my COVID test? He goes, oh yeah, you were negative. You were good to go. 
but unfortunately nothing's going to happen today. But I was just surprised to have got a call after only being on the list five days. Yeah. Yeah. You kept saying that you, I can't remember if we said it on the show or if it was just you and I having the conversations about it, that you were kind of feeling like maybe it's going to be May, probably June. Well, the, uh, the nephrologist that I talked to back in December said, he said inside of six months, which would have put me in June, probably, you know, mm -hmm. somewhere. And, uh, the actual surgeon I talked to two days later, the last day of December on December 31st, he told me he expected me to have something by Memorial Day. And then when I actually got on the list and the coordinator was dotting I's and crossing T's and explaining all the things to me and I said, if we leave you a message that there's a kidney available, you've got 16 minutes to call us back. Jeez. So you know, she was telling me all this stuff and I heard her punching her computer. And cause we were talking about the blood test and what can disqualify you on your monthly blood test to keep current. And she said, I don't think you'll have to worry about another blood test, hmm. which obviously made me think I was up in the top four or five people on the list. And I don't know what number I am. I might be number one, but I don't know why I would have been a backup if I was the first person on the list. But, and again, it's, it should be a short-term deal. Um, I'm ready. I know that I've gone through all the scenarios in my head. I had a sister-in-law that uh, had a kidney transplant and they tear your immune system down so much that she ended up getting cancer and died from cancer. So mm. that always sticks in the back of your head. And they tell me, you know, it's like a 1% deal. Well, I know my luck. I'm that one percenter somewhere down this line, <laughs> but uh, you know, I I'm ready. I'm uh I'm ready to drink a beer with some of my friends. You know, you've never seen to, drink a beer. I'm ready for you to try some of this whiskey that I've been talking about for a while. Yeah, well, maybe if you get a bottle of maybe if you get a bottle of eight ball in there, we'll uh, we'll give that a try. I'll, I deal. I'll do that. Eight ball uh, chocolate whiskey that we were we're going to talk to Quinn Half about coming up uh, here in, uh, in in the next set of turns, but. Yeah, good to hear that that's moving along, man. It's uh, I know it's been a long process for you and, and one that you've, I think you've weathered very, very patiently and very well. Yeah, and, you know, just so everybody out there knows that I will probably miss a few shows. All that's yet to be determined. I've got, um, they call it a recuperation period of about 10 weeks where I can't do any lifting because it's basically in a, like a hernia surgery, lower abdomen deal. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I don't know how much of this phone stuff we'll be able to put together, but I mean, if I get a kidney, you know, in two or three days, I will probably not be at the auto show weekend, unfortunately, because I like the auto show because I always, yeah. you know, when we're done, I go look, wander around look at the cars and stuff. Got a lot of friends with cars in and whatnot. Well, it's but, a great experience uh, to go and just walk around it. I mean, it's a oh, yeah. beautiful opportunity. You know, and I've been going to that auto show since long as I can remember. I've had cars in it and stuff like that. So. It's, it's, it's something near and dear to me, but mm -hmm. if I've got to miss it, I've got to miss it. I, you know, for and, a kidney, it's, it's worth missing it for a year. Well, yeah. Not, and not have to deal with dialysis anymore. And, you know, that's going to be, huge. I'm going to go from getting to drink three bottles of water today to having to drink a gallon of water a day, you know, or a gallon of fluid, you mm -hmm. know, cause I'll be able to start drinking stuff like milk. And I haven't had a glass of milk in six plus years. Uh, 
you know, I'll have a cup of coffee every once in a while. I'm not a huge coffee guy, but I'll be able to drink it. Like I said, I'll have an adult beverage every now and then. I have decided I'm going to live a little bit when I get my second go around. God forbid anything stupid happens. And I, I've already swore to my doctor that if something happens to this kidney they give me, it will not be my fault. Well, yeah, and it really wasn't, it was kind of an odd situation. Your kidney stopped because your kidney stopped because of a really bad flu. Yeah, well, just dehydration. You know, which, I mean, they tell you, drink plenty of fluid. Well, evidently, I didn't drink enough. I thought I was, yeah. but evidently, I wasn't. Uh, so it was, you know, I was a fluker. I'm not a diabetic, which 90% of people that lose kidney function are diabetic. There's a few other things to go through, some hereditary things and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I know I'm going to have to take steroids. And, you know, I just hope I don't bulk up too bad for the ladies. I, I, I don't want to cause any grief there. But uh, <laughs> all right, it's getting a little deep now. Let's move along. <laughs> uh, we started talking about the World of Wheels car show. We're going to be out there on Saturday, March 13th, starting at 11 a.m. And we're going to kick things off on Saturday with Hunter Weber, who's the driver of the 99W Sport Mod. I'm not going to go through the whole list of drivers because that could change just a little bit. And of course, there's more to be confirmed as we continue on, but you can get a full list on the front stretch's Facebook page. Just go over to our events and go to world of wheels interviews, Saturday, March 13th. You'll see a full list there just to give you an idea. It's going to include our good friend, Chad cook, Stu Snyder, Caden Murray, who's the flagman on Eagle raceway, Brandon Anderson, who's a host of a, um, a podcast around here that, uh, oh, what the heck is the name of that podcast? I'm just kidding, Brandon. It's Quick Time Podcast. He does a great job, and Brandon's a photographer out of Eagle Raceway and does some uh, photography business for BA Photography. Uh, Brandon's going to join us uh, along with Andrew Kaziski. So a full list of drivers and uh, and people of interest on su- Saturday. We'll be back Sunday at 11 a.m. We're going to kick things off with John Orlansky from the Good Old Time Racing Association. And then guys like Cole Wayman and Ben Schaller and Jack Dover are going to join us. Plus, we've got some slots available later in the afternoon. And uh, I wanted to stress this. If you didn't get an invite from either Dirk or I to come to the World of Wheels and do an interview with us, it's not a slight on you. It's just that I didn't think of it. So if you want to join us, you're more than welcome to reach out to us and we will have you on the show. Like I, I kind of joked on Facebook, there's only one person that is, that is banned from the front stretch. And I'm not going to say who it is because it doesn't do any good, but it's more than likely not you. So you're welcome to join us. Just send us an email, send us a message on Facebook, and we'll uh, we'll work on getting you scheduled. So big list of uh, interviews Saturday, March 13th at the World of Wheels Car Show and Sunday, March 14th at the World's, World of Wheels Car Show. By the way, get your tickets today. It's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday show. And it's like we were talking about just a little bit, little bit ago. It's a, a great time to get out to the car show, walk around the CHI Center downtown and see some some beautiful American classic muscle. I mean, just some great Americana and, and experience some of the great automobiles that came out of Detroit uh, in the United States throughout all the different decades. Well, I can't believe you got the gas, man. Oh, man, I'm going to have to bring a Sharpie and hopefully you'll bring <laughs> some Earl cards. But, uh, oh, and by the way, we've got hats, too. Lots, we got hats. Lots and lots of hats. Let me tell you a story of, of Dan being Dan again. So Uh-oh. I thought we sold the last one at the Daytona 500 party. So I thought, well, if we get confirmed to be at the World of Wheels car show, then I'll reach out to Rich at Joe's Karting and get some more hats ordered. And sure enough, I, I finally got around to it and I said, okay, we got confirmed. I want to get some hats. I want to be able to sell them. And so then I sent an email over to Rich and I'm like, hey, if you could order us just, you know, maybe two dozen hats, we're going to get snapback hats and flex fit hats, 12 of each. 
After I sent that email, I got to thinking, and I was like, boy, I went through that last batch of hats he got me pretty quick. We got about 24 hats there, and I was looking through my notes, and I only sold 10 of them. I'm like, man, if we gave away 14 hats, that killed our profits for our merchandise this year. Uh, Long story short, I found a box of them in my basement. So uh, we've got like 40 hats ready to be sold. Come out to the car show. Uh, We'll also have koozies and maps and T-shirts and all sorts of great stuff. We're going to have stuff out there from some of our great sponsors and merchandisers that have helped the show out. So make sure you join us Saturday, March 13th at the World of Wheels Car Show at the CHI Center. The car show starts at 10 a.m. on Saturday and goes till 8 p.m. We're going to be there at 11 a.m. On Sunday, it goes from 10 a.m. and ends at 6 p.m. And again, we're going to be there at 11 a.m. because there's no reason to get out of bed early. And we will have the koozies are free. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks to Jim Blazina, the racing realtor, and Rick Haven Ridge. And uh, so those will be sitting out there and swing by and just, just grab one. Those will be free. Something for your collection. I know people that got like 100 of them things in a box, right, Dan? And, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> every time, every time I have a party, I have friends over, I try to get rid of koozies and I end up finding more. Gaming. Gaming. Yeah, I think they bring them to me and they're like, here, you take it. <laughs> I don't want this case. I, I have 600 of them, so I just dropped 30 <laughs> in your box over there. But uh, yeah, yeah it's, no, it's, we, this will be our fourth year at the auto show. Um, I believe we had that Tuffy's booth the one year, and then yep. two on our own the last two years, so our, yep. our third year with our own booth. And we enjoy it. People come and just, you know, if you're, if you're by through there and we're not doing an interview, sit down and just chat with us, say hello, yep. you know. And if you're anybody that's a, a local racetrack, uh, a racer, you want to put down, you want to put down flyers, you want to put down koozies, you want to put anything down at the table, we're put it down. We're happy. We want to help racing. And if we could do it all sit at the World of Wheels Car Show doing interviews, we're absolutely excited to do that. All right. So yeah, once I mean, again, coming up this Saturday at BT's Bar in Columbus, we have uh, we're working on getting those interviews scheduled. We're going to be doing that uh, starting at one o'clock, and I think we're going to try to wrap up at about five o'clock. So if you're out in that area, we would absolutely love to see you. If you're able to get down to us, if you're a driver out at US 30 Junction or um, uh, Boone County Raceway and you want to come and sit down with us, it's I would rather sit down there for four hours and do interviews than sit down there for four hours and just drink beer. Wait. Well, maybe, uh, yeah, yeah, you, you better rethink that one. <laughs> but I, I guess I could drive home if I go. Um, but before you drive all the way out to Columbus, I mean, uh, if you're out in that area, obviously it's not that big a deal. Stop in there, support the uh, BT's Bar uh, sponsors the Hobby Socks there at US 30. That's why we chose their location. We're giving back to the people that support racing. Absolutely. But if you're gonna, if you're thinking about maybe driving from Lincoln or from Omaha and just gonna take a road trip and hang out with us for a little while, uh, check our Facebook page to make sure it doesn't get canceled. They're starting to get a little flooding out in that area. And if they get some bad flooding and say you got to drive to Northport to get to Columbus from Omaha, that day is probably going to get called off. And we'll just we'll just change it. We'll do it yeah. another time. I'm hoping that the uh, weather forecast this week, because it's going to be mostly 60s throughout the week. I'm hoping that that's going to warm up those that river water enough that it's able to the ice dam is going to block, going to get away and and the flooding will subside. But there is still a little bit of flooding out that way, isn't there? Yes, there is. All right, let's talk about some news. Shelby County Speedway announced just on Monday night that they have announced their 2021 race schedule, and it looks like it's set to kick off with Cabin Fever Breakout on April 10th. 
They'll have the spring fling on April 24th, and then their season opener, May Day Mayhem, on May 1st. Shelby County Speedway, Harlan, Iowa, on Facebook for a full list of schedules. IMCA sanctioned. Should be a, a great uh, great season of racing for Shelby County Speedway, and I'm so happy to see those guys are back. For a track that a couple of years ago was really struggling just to get out and, you know, get opened up, and, you know, now it sounds seems like they're primed and, and ready to go. And yeah got back from the COVID situation. Um, you know, in, in all honesty, all the area tracks have seemed to rebounded after COVID rather well. Yeah. So, uh, and, and by the way, the annual tiny Lund, the prelude to the tiny Lund will be September 24th with the tiny Lund Memorial on September 25th. So that's the two dates for that big season special at uh, once again, uh, closing out the 2021 Shelby County speedway track schedule i'll get that shared out to the front stretch facebook page i i don't know if i should get concerned quite yet the fact that as we record monday night at, at 6 10 there's no i-80 speedway schedule to be formally announced there's a couple of dates that have been announced with the silver dollar nationals and some slmr dates and i think what world of outlaws is august 24th but there's no dates. there's no weekly schedule that has been announced yet Several things go into that, exactly what classes they're going to run. I mean, you know, Eagle made a change this year on their classes mm -hmm. and the sponsors for those classes, you know, that could be something that they're waiting for. And, and of course, as we know from talking to Joe several times that, uh, you know, there's been rumors out there, the track was sold and Joe says, everybody, everything's for sale, just write the check. Mm -hmm. But according to, I think you said you'd talked to Joe recently and no check had been written. Right. And, and he, he reassured me that even though that the because so typically the schedule is out around New Year's, right? Because that's usually when the banquet is usually about the first or second week of January. And usually they like to release it about a couple of days before the banquet. So everyone's got time to digest it and they can talk about it at the banquet. Didn't have the banquet this year. So there was really no hard deadline that Joe and Lisa were trying to get the schedule out for. Now we're into March. And by the way, the first race at I-80 Speedway is coming up March 25th. It's that Friday night, uh, March 26th, the Dirt Crown will be at I-80 Speedway. So we are three weeks away from the first race, uh, roughly three weeks, maybe four weeks away from the first race at I-80 Speedway, and we don't have a weekly schedule. But Joe has assured me that I-80 Speedway will be running for 2021. They do plan to run a full schedule. They're just behind on getting the, the schedule out. Now, I talked to him over Speed Weeks, uh, just before Speed Weeks at, uh, in February, and he was hoping to have the schedule out soon is all he was able to tell me, but I'm kind of still now starting to get a little concerned as to what's going on at I-80 Speedway if we don't have a schedule yet. Yeah, well, they put they try and get just about every race week sponsored with something. You know, they mm -hmm. do kid money grab, they do first responders, man appreciation nights. I mean, it seems like they've always tried to get some type of night theme going. Just as, you know, Eagle does the same type of thing. Yeah. And maybe they're just trying to button up a few of those loose ends. You know? That could be. It is. I mean, I, I'll tell you, it is difficult. It's, I mean, it's hard enough to put together a weekly schedule. I know that Joe and Lisa go out of their way to make sure that they take off big races. Like they try not to race. We just talked about Shelby County Speedway's tiny Lund. They try not to race over that September weekend so that they're not pulling any drivers out to I-80 Speedway and making drivers choose. And, you know, they, they, they expect the same kind of reciprocation to where their big silver dollar nationals 
don't schedule on top of our big races. We're not going to schedule on top of yours. So it's, it's easy to throw a schedule out and say, we're going to race every Friday night, but then Joe and Lisa try to comb over it and make sure they're not going to be hurting any other tracks in the area. And on top of that, they're trying to coordinate now two super late model series, which, you know, the Malvern bank West series and the Holker Holland with Holker trucking East series. It's got to be complicated to get all those stars aligned, right? Oh yeah. I'm, I'm actually, you know, I'm sh- very sure it is. I mean, the only thing I've ever tried to do as far as scheduling is, is a softball season. And if you get like 20 teams, in the league, that's a pain. Yeah. But I can't imagine when you're trying to coordinate with several other tracks and, you know, the traveling they do, you know, now, I mean, they're covering all of Iowa and into Missouri and a little bit into Illinois and, and stuff with that Hoker East series. Hopefully that schedule is coming out pretty soon. We'll be able to talk to Joe or Lisa or somebody over at 80 Speedway and get that going and, and get set. But uh, talking about another race, a schedule that just got released, Junction Motor Speedway announced their 2021 season, and they're going to be kicking it off Saturday, April 3rd, with the Mike Chapin Memorial featuring all of their weekly classes. Then they've got a season test in tune on Saturday, April 10th. And then uh, looks like April 17th is a backup test in tune date in case the first one gets rained out. Season opener kicks off Saturday, April 24th. They'll race weekly throughout the uh, the entire summer. Once again, sanctioned by IMCA. So uh, check out Junction Motor Speedway on a Facebook page. I found this as an article on the My Race Pass app. I highly suggest if you haven't done it yet, download it today because you get some great news and information out of that. All right, that wraps up our local dirt track news segment, unless we uh, unless something breaks and, and we're able to talk about it on uh, the show. But uh, for now, I think, uh, I think I got everything. Let's talk a little bit of news and notes from NASCAR. We missed this one just because we recorded a little bit after it was, in, after it was announced. Bush Beer is giving fans a chance to name the NASCAR Cup race at Kansas Speedway. I think this is a really, really cool opportunity. Yeah, I mean, um, it's a it's a fundraiser, plain and simple. Was it two bucks to to, to enter a name? Well, it looks like Bush will match every dollar raised, and I, I okay, thought it but... said a dollar donation. They'll match a dollar. Yeah, well, I, I thought it said in in there it costs like two bucks to to enter a name, but maybe it was just one dollar to enter a name. But it costs you to enter this, and then you get a big VIP weekend if you win if they pick your name to for the sponsor deal you know like they have the gold bowling 400 a couple of years ago and the spongebob race and stuff like yeah. that hmm. so yeah just, if they pick if they pick your suggestion you get a big vip weekend and uh, uh all the money that comes into this pot is being matched by bush to go to it was a, it was a farm deal yeah farm rescue one of a kind nonprofit that supports family farmers across the country uh across the country i didn't end that sentence <laughs> I saw a comment. I kept going, but it, it was a different sentence. It wouldn't have made sense. Uh, yeah. So, to, you to know, your... and obviously in that in this area of the country, obviously this is farm farm central. So mm-hmm. it's got to be something that's going to help and uh, affect some families in the area. Uh, going or, back to your question about that, it says uh, all fans need to do is make a one dollar donation to Farm Rescue and submit their idea for the race name. The winning fan created name will become the official name title across the country appearing on its logo tickets to the events on nascar.com race merchandise and etched into the grass at kansas speedway if there wasn't enough room the legendary commentary team of clint boyer jeff gordon and mike joy will be echoing the name on the air 
to give the winner the ultimate bragging rights and a real 240 minutes of fame. That's kind of a, that's a really cool deal. Just donate a dollar. You get to, uh, you get to submit your name. And then if they pick your name, you get a VIP opportunity for Kansas Speedway's race weekend on May 2nd. Looks like all, all entries need to be submitted by voting will take place on March 8th and 9th. I think it's doesn't say exactly when I, well, I would assume it would need to be before then, then. Yeah. I would think before March 8th, if that's when they're going to do the voting, but, uh, can you imagine how jealous Clint Boyer is going to be? Because he's going to enter about a hundred times. And if he <laughs> he's going to be on TV going, "Who's who picked this hokey name? I wanted to put in this." And you know how Clint is; he'll get all excited, and then Gordon will have to tell him to settle down. Yeah, uh, NASCAR fans can head to Bush.com/slash/race/name to enter their proposed name and a dollar minimum donation. There's no limit of number of submissions. So that means every submission is another chance to win, and more importantly, more support for America's family farmers. So if you got a good name, donate a dollar and just keep submitting it. Don't donate a $10. Donate your your name 10 times for $10, and you've got 10 entries into the contest. Well, yeah, but if they're going to vote, what does it do to have 10 entries of the same name? That's a good point. I was reading that backwards. Voting is going to take place March 8th and 9th, like I mentioned, but I don't see anywhere where it says a deadline. So I would assume you'll probably want to have your deadline in by Sunday. Yeah, I mean, I would think so. And obviously, even though the race is in May, they want time to advertise. Yeah, and they got to make everything. So, yeah, absolutely. All right, let's do that's going to do it for us in turn number one. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. Turn number two, we're going to play Chris Van Osdale is going to join us in turn number two. Then uh, turn number three, Quinn Half, driver of the double zero at Starcom Racing, is going to talk to us about his new sponsor that was on the car at Homestead and will be on the car for several weeks to come, including the May 2nd race at Kansas Speedway. Hang with us real tight. Dirk and I are going to be right back. And then in turn number four, we're going to recap the race at Homestead and get you set for today's race. Hang on tight. We'll be right back. Every race car driver has run into the same problem. It's well past normal parts store closing hours, but you need that one to finish your car. The guys who brought you white knuckle racing by the river bring you Joe's Karting Racing Parts and Tire Store. Open until 10 p.m. Monday to Thursday and open until 11 p.m. on Friday and Saturday. A parts store that fits your after-hours schedule and you can turn a few laps at Joe's Karting while you're waiting for your part to get pulled from their warehouse. Joe'sCarting.com for more information. 